the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right. So we're live. Me and Chevy Rooney, we are limping along today. I got a cold. Chevy's got a new work schedule, but goddamn, we're not going to not give you an episode. <laughs> That's right. We're here for you guys. Right. And we're going to talk a little boxing today, your favorite greatest fights of all time. And before that, next week, we got... Next week, we're also going to be talking boxing. So we're going to do a 5 through one on, you know, a great era of boxing. So we're going to do greatest boxers of the 80s. So yes. send those lists in. Absolutely. And, you know, we got some other notes we want to talk about. But I'll tell you what, why don't we get to the boxing first today? Okay. And then we'll talk about some other stuff here. You have any lists besides? I oh, didn't. I fine. just got my own. I, you know, I was busy. Couldn't I know. get back to any, couldn't get any lists from anyone. Producer Joe, guy's a champ. I got so many lists here. So including one from Francisco Rodriguez Jr., got Chavez versus Taylor, a fight you're going to see on a lot of lists, Hagra versus Hertz, Vargas versus Trinidad, Pacquiao versus Marquez 4, and Carreras versus Castillo 1. I think we're going to have a hard time with this list. Yeah, well, I took down some notes. I got uh, some people I I kept out who was... uh, I just... I just think they're so it's such a huge sample size of fantastic fights. Like it is. It's gonna be hard to narrow it down. I did a little research here on Marquez Pacquiao four. I want to talk about this a little bit just because like four fights? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not something you see in the UFC or Bellator or anything like that. That's a not boxing special. So this says Marquez had defeated Pacquiao by knockout with one second remaining in the sixth round. It was named Fight of the Year and Knockout of the Year by Ring Magazine. 
with round five getting round of the year. And it said basically the other two fights had a lot of controversial score in the first couple of fights where Manny had won and they were saying that Bob Arum and yep. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's how boxing goes though. If you're the favorite, you know, the contender has to come in and, and beat you. And yeah. like really beat you. One other fight this guy mentioned too, I wanted to bring up too. Felix Trinidad versus Fernando Vargas. Mm-hmm. This was a super welterweight unification showdown. Vargas got floored twice in the opening round. He was set to the canvas himself in the fourth battle. And then Trinidad basically battled back to knock out Vargas in the 12th. And he claimed his 39th straight win, unifying the belts. So, you know, great. Great fights, probably worth checking out. We'll talk more about this. There's some fights I looked up. I actually uh, watched one right before we started today. Well, I'll get into that in a second. But Brian Lowe's got Ali Frazier one, Sanchez versus Gomez, Ketcho versus O'Brien, Aguayo versus Pryor, and Ali versus Frazier. Aaron Pryor versus Alexo, Alexis Aguayo. Aguayo. <laughs> yeah, use that Puerto Rican R role. Yeah, not my strong suit. But this fight was in 1982, November 12th, and Bob Arum called this a battle of the champions, was how it was promoted. It basically says, oh God, the fight was, I remember there was some controversy here too. This was in Brazil, I want to say. Oh, yeah. And Aguero got the decision, but I think a lot of people thought Pryor won the fight, but it was a hell of a fight, nonetheless. Brazilian Boxing Commission. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Rapid crowd, too. They're probably a little afraid of riots and stuff, too. In Brazil, no way. There's <laughs> a soccer fan, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah. Joe Hidalgo, he's got Carroas versus Castillo, Ward versus Gotti, Ali Frazier, Ovaris versus Castillo, and Chavez versus Taylor. So, Ward Gotti, I watched that fight right before we did this today. Holy cow. Now, there's three fights, but the first one is the one people reference here a lot. It's considered the fight of the century by some people. I mean, the whole uh, trilogy was amazing, but yeah. Yes. One was the showpiece for sure. Yes. And it was just an awesome ninth round these two put on where Ward, who was probably losing a close fight, knocks him down with a body shot. And Ward probably won this fight because of that knockdown. And the fact that Gladi Gotti had a low blow earlier, and the referee did not waste time, even though some thought it might have been accidental. Like he did not give him a warning or nothing. He immediately took a point away, which mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. Anyway, I think it affects the fight. So right, that's the big thing is you know you get a warning in the locker rooms before fights. They warn you when you know when you're in the ring and before the touch of gloves, they warn you. They tell you, you know, you keep it above here and below here or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, like you said, it affects the fight. So something has to be done. Because even if it's accidental, you know, I mean, every man that listens to this show knows that pain. So, yeah, it's not something that's easy to recover from. Absolutely not. No, no, no. It's brutal. But Mickey Roar, yeah, he got the win in the first fight. He would go on to lose the next couple matches in the trilogy. Close fights, though. All great. That first fight actually took place at Mohegan Sun, too. Cloud was just so electric. I actually sent the link to producer Joe. I hope he watches it because it's just such a dynamic, dynamic fight. And I didn't know this, too, but the movie The Fighter, when Mark Mm -hmm. Wahlberg was was actually inspired by Mickey Roar. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg plays Mickey Ward and his brother is played by Christian Bale. If you haven't seen the movie, even if you're not a boxing fan, I don't know why you're watching the show if you're not, but even if you're not, it's a phenomenal movie. It really is. So Harry Peace has got Foreman versus Moore, Michael Moore. Hagrid Hearns again is another fight that comes up. I cannot make out the writing here. It's like Bob versus Hay. Creed versus Balboa one <laughs> and uh, versus Hardy. There's a few people that are sneaking in some Rocky references here. Like this next guy, Aaron Maxson wrote Piper versus Mr. T WrestleMania two Piper versus Bagwell Bassett to beach 99 <laughs> Butterbean versus Bart Gunn WrestleMania 15. That one actually was a real fight. Butterbean knocked him out in 10 seconds. Whoops. Johnny B. Bad versus Flamingo Clash of the Champions 21 and this one might have been a real fight, too. This was celebrity boxing. Joey Buttafuoco versus China. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that that was a thing. Yeah, celebrity boxing. He... We should bring that back, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, sad celebrities, not like Jake Paul celebrities, you know? Yeah, I think that's kind of funny because I was going to say, I think we have celebrity boxing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we got Kevin Carter here. He's got Hearns, Hagra. He's got two to four. He's got Ward versus Gotti, the trilogy. He's got all three fights. And then Whitaker McGirt too. Like Pernell Whitaker? I don't know yeah. that fight. Yeah. That's what, yeah. I'm assuming it's Pernell Whitaker. Yeah. Sweet P. That's right. <laughs> Joey Butchamovic. He's got Gotti versus Ward. That might cover three of them all right here. Ali versus Frazier. Ali versus Foreman. Maybe not just the boxing, but also the historical impact. Early Tyson fights, just a raw power and skill. Not too much strategy involved, I have to say, but Roy had a better had better than great fight that I'm not thinking of. Okay. Roy Jones, was. yeah. Yeah, Roy Jones had a lot of a lot of great fights. That uh, t- I don't know if I agree with the Tyson assessment as far as not a lot of skill. It seems like a silly style. He has that like peekaboo where he's just, you know, right. ducking down and bobbing. But I mean he his timing was very good. I mean, there were a lot of parts where he was just winging punches, but I think, you know, people praise Tyson for his power, but I, I don't think he gets the respect for his fight IQ, personally. Mm. So we got Randy Osgott in the comments who gave us some fights here. Ali versus Fraser. Ali versus Fraser. I think he means to throw him a no. He has Rumble in the Jungle. That would have been Ali Foreman. Ward versus Gotti, one. Leonard versus Duran. Tyson Holyfield Fury versus Wilder, three. I wonder... If he's talking about Leonard Duran one, that was probably the more competitive, but the more famous one is the second one where he actually makes Duran say, no mas, no mas. Yeah, no mas, yep. Yeah, just incredible. Like, because Duran was a guy that did not back down at all from anybody. <laughs> Randy, late on the list. That's all just right. Just on time, Randy. Just on time. Exactly. <laughs> I got Gary Julius Stones. He's got Ali versus Fraser, Leonard versus Duran, Leonard versus Hagra, Tyson versus Holyfield. Pacquiao versus Mayweather. Pacquiao versus Mayweather. Yeah, that fight was not enjoyable. It was a huge fight, but no, that that almost made me not want to watch boxing. <laughs> yeah, that I, I'm with you. So the buildup was so great. Like I hadn't cared about boxing for so long, and I just remember we had big get together. You know, before we had our like MMA group. Really, we this was a big get together, and it was disappointing. It was, it was a disappointing fight. Yeah. Even the prelims weren't super great. Yeah. Almost the entire card was was rough. Yeah, it wasn't a good time at all. I also got a list here from AJ Strange Brew, who couldn't make it tonight. But he's got 
Ali versus Frazier, March 8, 71. Mickey Ward versus Gotti. That's the first fight. Mm-hmm. Hagra Hearns again. Ali Foreman, October 30th, 1974. And then he's got George Foreman versus Ron Lyle. He said a runner up would be Hearns and Leonard, September 16th, 81. That's the one Leonard won. He made a big comeback in to win that fight. Man, that AJ. Foreman versus Lyle is worth watching if you haven't seen it. I have. It's excellent. Man, that AJ Strange Brew coming through with a very good list. Once we get to my list, you'll see we had a lot of similar <laughs> thoughts on fights. So uh, shout out to AJ. Well, we got a couple more here. We got Scott from Voluntown. He's uh, who originally left me a voice message and wasn't sure if he'd get me a list in time. And basically just put Hagra Hearns on all of this list. But he got back to me. He's got Tommy Hearns and Hagra. He's got Ali Frazier three, throw Manila. Mickey Ward versus Gotti, fight of the century. Foreman versus Lyle. And then, of course... Rocky Balboa and <laughs> Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was an expensive. It was, a, it was an expensive fight. Talk going back to Pacquiao Mayweather. Yeah, I think it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, for the pay per view. So I'm gonna give you my list, and then we'll sure. get to yours. I went to some favorites when I was younger. So one of the first fights I put down here was Iran Barkery versus Berto, Roberto Duran. This fight was February 24th, '89. I watched this with my dad. And I just remember it was like a cold night. And we were living in New Jersey still. About to move to Connecticut in May. But I just remember it was like this really back and forth war. And Duran had took time off. And then basically he came back and he just like was winning the early rounds. It was great. But then Barkley made a comeback. But it wasn't enough. And I don't remember if this was for like a IBO or IBF title. But Duran actually... Came back and won this title, and it was just a great fight. Definitely worth checking out. Barkley was one of those guys that was, he was in a division of guys like Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagra. So, you know, it's just hard to make traction. But uh, he was a he was a great fighter, you know. He was the Alexander Gustafson of the division. Yes. <laughs> or if he was born in a different era, for sure he was champ. Yeah. I got Marvin Hagler and Tommy Hearns. We've mentioned this fight a few times here, but this is basically just probably the greatest three-round fight of all time. It's just a war. Hagler was a notorious kind of slow starter, but he just comes out marching, throwing haymakers. He ends up getting cut, though. Like, Hearns catches him and yeah, cuts him. It was bad. And, yeah, at one point, they think they're going to stop the fight. Like, they're looking at it, and then he just comes back. And not to be denied, Marvin finishes Tommy. Great, great fight. Another fight, when you included all these guys like Hagler, Hearns, you're talking about Bernard, I had to put Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler down. I mean, just, you know, a great fight. This was Ray Leonard taking some time off for an eye injury. He comes back. Some people thought Marvin actually probably won this as a split decision, but Leonard got to Duke. But it was a great fight, and it was a tremendous performance by Sugar Ray Leonard to come back after many years. And such a great performance, too. Marvin never fought again after this. Mm -hmm. Retired. Mm -hmm. And then this one, I had to really dig a little deep here. I remember when I was a kid, USA used to have these Tuesday night fights. And I remember that they were building this one up. It was like the final 15 round fight, they were saying, for like, you know, lower weight classes. And it was in Mexico. And so I looked it up, I found it. And it's basically, it was an IBF featherweight title fight between Calvin Grove and contender Jorge Paez. It took place in Mexico City. The fight was significant, and it was the last ever title fight scheduled for 15 rounds. What I remember about this fight was basically Grove 
was winning the fight and then Pius basically come back and I want to say it knocked him down like four times. Oh. <laughs> like, and so he got like a couple 10-6 rounds and that's how he ended up winning like a majority decision. So, and then the last fight I put down was the initial Tyson Holyfield fight. Not the one where Vander got his ear bit, but the other one because it was back and forth. Tyson was the favorite and Vander just had an amazing performance, rocks him and ends up stopping him late in the fight is is that when holyfield came up from cruiserweight or was that or he had, had he already been up he had already been he was already world champion at this point he had dropped the belt at i don't know if it was to michael moore and then Moore got caught by foreman obviously but yeah holyfield actually besides ali i think uh, with this fight it was the first time he became a three-time world heavyweight champion in boxing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the difference being though i think ali had the linear Whereas this got broken up a little bit. Right. But yeah, that'll do it for our list. What do you got? All right. So similar. I had a similar list to AJ. You want, you want to do Randy Oscar's question first? Any any fights we're looking forward to this year? As far as boxing goes? Man, I don't know. What do you... What's, what's I'm on thinking that? I would like to see a rematch of Tifimo Lopez and... Lomachenko, we I, we talked about this a little bit yeah. on I think it was the last episode, but that that's a big one I'd like to see. I'd like there's been oh, man I I don't want to be the guy that's interested in all the Carney fights on this show, but there's been a lot of back and forth between Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. Yeah, I'd like to see that one. It's interesting. Know? Yeah, I, I mean think it the is up would be would be great too. Ngannou's got such crazy punching power, but I just feel like he's going to be so outclassed with the footwork. Absolutely. And uh, stamina. I mean, if he doesn't knock him out in the first two rounds, three rounds, he has got no chance. And and one more thing before we get to this too. Randy's got another question here. Does the venue make the boxing fight? I don't notice if it makes it, but it don't hurt it. Like when I'm watching that Gotti Ward fight before here, one of the things was that Mohegan Sun crowd was electric. And so a great crowd can really just intensify everything. It's a great garnish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as they don't do dumb <laughs> ideas like have their fights outside when it rains or something like that. So, I mean, quit doing that shit. But <laughs> yeah, Ma- yeah, Madison Square Garden, you know, can't be fights there. Even the UFC, you know, that it was a huge deal to bring MMA to Madison Square Garden, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it makes a difference. I don't, I mean, you could still have great fights in arenas you never heard of, obviously, but I would imagine it probably helps to hype fighters up. All right. So Um, my list. So I have coming in number five for me, I have Ali versus Frazier one. Both fighters were undefeated at the time because Ali was just coming out of prison. He was in prison for three and a half years because of, uh, you know, his, whatever your thoughts are on his draft dodging or whatever you want to call it, his protest. And then I had number four, I had Ali versus Foreman, the rumble in the jungle. Yes. So I like that one. Ali was a four to one underdog in that fight. And then he ended up KOing him in the eighth. So that was a good one. And then Foreman versus Lyle, we talked about. If you haven't seen that fight, you should go watch it for sure. And then top two, I have Hagler Hearns as my number two. And I'm going to go with Ward and Gotti for number one. That was a big fight for me. You mentioned this for one of your fights, but I remember watching that fight. I think it was 2002. I watched that fight with my father. I just remember you know, being real excited and him being real excited. And 
that ninth round was absolutely amazing. So there's something about watching boxes with dads, like when yeah, you're growing yeah, yeah. up. It's a good feeling. I don't it's know. like one of the first things, uh, like you know, you you connect with on like a like a level. You know, we you're both men, kind of yeah. thing. You know, that's how it felt to me, anyway. No, same. Like my dad loved boxing when I was younger, and mm-hmm. we definitely shared that. But all right, so let's pick a top three. Ward Gotti and Hagra Hearns automatically are going to be here. I'm looking at, I think... Ali Frazier just, 1 was in a lot of... Yeah, I had Ali Frazier 3 in a lot too here, I thought. So... Yeah, yeah, both of those. So maybe... Pro- I'd probably go with Thriller and Manila. I think that was on more lists. Yeah, so we'll throw that on in there. Now, when we're talking about historical significance obviously fraser ali kind of jumps off the page mm-hmm. but it's not all about that i mean you gotta look at the excitement of the fight ward Gotti is just tremendous back and forth action i think i like hagra hearns a little bit here though because it has a little bit of both of that mm-hmm. because you know hearns and hagra were such major names in their time plus the fight is just so unique and if you look at Ali Frazier, I think he gets stopped in the final round. Like, he doesn't come out for the 15th round. And if you look at Ward Gotti, it goes 10 rounds. But, like, that, you know, Hagler-Hearns fight only goes three. <laughs> I'll tell you why I agree with you. So, you know, I'm going to agree that we're going to go with what was the most exciting fight. So that narrows it down to Gotti Ward or Hagler-Hearns right. for me. Gotti Ward wasn't for a belt. Right. Uh, and then and then Hagler Hearns, it, he just came out so strong and so aggressive to start a championship fight. I think, you know, that's what puts it over the edge for me. And then the finish was obviously really good, too, because in that third round, Hagler was he was getting pieced up a little bit. And then he, you know, just kept coming forward and chased down Hearns and, and he caught him with that overhand right. I actually, I don't know if this is what happened or not, but when you watch, when I watch, rewatch the fight for this, it almost looks like he leads into him and maybe hits him with his head too, but I'm not sure. Anyway, he landed the right hand and, and finished him and the ref stopped the fight. Yeah. He, he couldn't make the, couldn't make the count. He stood up and was still wobbly. So, and I think another good thing about that fight too, is like, if you wanted to show somebody like a great boxing fight, it's such an easy fight to digest too because it only goes to three rounds. So it's not like they got to sit there and go, oh, I got to watch this for 10, 12 rounds. Like just sit back, watch it. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Anyone can make it through that whole fight. Yeah. So yeah. All right. I'll go Hagraherns number one, Gotti Ward two, just for the excitement. A lot of good lists though. A lot of good yeah. lists. Randy said, what's the shortest boxing fights you liked? I think Hagra Hearns kind of jumps off the page there. It's got to be, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't think of any other really short ones that were, you know, with high implications or anything off the top right. of my head. That back and forth, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. UFC, they want us to pay seventy four ninety nine for some pay-per-view fights. I don't know. I'm not You're surprised testing me. this. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Yeah. But I am upset about it. You know, this is, I think, the third. I think I read it was a third price increase since Endeavor took over. The subscription for ESPN Plus, I think, has gone up also. You know, it's getting pretty expensive to be an MMA fan for yeah. UFC, you know. I have ESPN Plus. I have ESPN. I can watch PFL for, for basically free, you know. Right. 
So dangerously close to the edge of me finding other ways to watch these fights. Right. <laughs> Very legal We're still going to stick it out, but yeah, we're going to hit some friends up. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, yeah. did you guys have any other dream fights that didn't happen? Right now, currently, I really just want to see Fury Wilder still. As far as boxing goes, like that's one fight that they haven't been able to put together yet. That Not Fury Wilder, I'm sorry. Fury Joshua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, that's one I want to see. You know, Josh get his title back. I want to see him fight Fury. I'd love to see it over in England because England fans are just crazy for boxing over there. It seems like it's more of a spectacle, too. But, yeah, that's the one that jumps off the top of my head. I'm thinking Earl Spence and, oh, man, help me out. His name's escaping me. Spence. Oh, my God. He's, like, one of the best boxers in the world right now. <laughs> oh, was it Javante Davis? No. Sorry, guys. It's been a long day. It's been a long week. <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank here. That's all right. Well, hold on a second here. Uh, well, what, why don't we go to the next thing while I look at uh, yeah. that? And uh, the other thing we want to talk about is, unfortunately, Max Holloway had an injury, and now we will not be getting the Max Holloway-Volkanovsky fight. That was short-lived. Um, rumors are circulating that we may get Korean Zombie. Didn't he just lose? <laughs> I mean, I think the thing is, like, we just got Ortega. So, like... Uh, I mean, sure. I'll watch that fight for sure. But was Terrence Crawford, by the way, the guy you're thinking? Yes, of? thank you, yeah. Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence. That's a fight I want to see. Yeah. Anyway, back to featherweight in the UFC. Henry Cejudo said he wanted to. I, I put this yes. into the to our UFC group, but uh, Henry Cejudo said he wanted to step in. He's been talking about coming back to get his third belt. You know, he had the flyweight, the bantamweight, and then he would go for the featherweight belt. I could see that fight happening. You know, Volkanovski is not a super popular champion or anything. As far as the UFC wanting to make money, Cejudo would be a draw. He's not beating Max. I think Max is just too tall. Yeah, but Volkanovski's short, so... I, I'd be interested in seeing that fight, to be honest with you. Cejudo, depends what Cejudo we get. He was looking better and better every single time that we saw him fight. And now he's been training like he has John Jones in his camp. You know, he he's not going to get any worse from having Jones in his camp unless he's going out and partying with him. So um, I have to say, one thing about Cejudo is he just, he's one of those greats, despite his cringiness that maybe people take away from him. But like, he is one of those greats. He finds a way to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's championship caliber, you know. If you're an Olympian, you know, you're you're a different breed. And I want to throw this question out here. Randy said, what would happen if Tyson versus Ali fight? You know, that's interesting. I would always say Ali's the greatest boxer of all time. But like you were talking about the other day, like like with Tyson Fury, like if you shoved him in another era, like in the 70s, would they know what to do with this like six foot nine guy? who can move like this and jab like this. and thing. So if you think about athletes just getting better all the time, then you kind of think the evolution, you kind of put your, you kind of go with the newer people a lot of times, don't you? Yeah, I don't think Ali could rope-a-dope Tyson for sure, you know, with his power. But also, you know, Tyson revered Ali. Right. I, I think that would have been a problem for him. He, I think you know, nerves would have got to him in, in something like that, you know. He was, he basically would have been fighting his hero at that point. So. Right. And there is something to say, too, if Ali was in his prime, 
just game planning. You know, that was one thing Ali was really good at was, you know, seeing the strategy, seeing how his opponents fight and figuring out a way to beat them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's see. We're going to talk about a little bit of boxing next week. We're going to talk top fighters of the 80s. Yeah, I'm excited um, for that one. And then what do we got coming up for UFC here? Is Naganu and Gan coming up next? Yeah, UFC 270. That's going to be the Brendan Moreno versus Figueredo 2. Yes. Or 3, I'm sorry, 3. 2 was when Moreno smashed Figueredo and somehow Figueredo gets a rematch. But Yes, we actually have a fight card coming before that too. We got Calvin Cater and... Giga Chikese, yes, yes. Very excited for that. This is a showcase fight for Chikese. I think he is a dark horse in the division. He could be champ maybe by the end of the year. He's dangerous, dangerous kickboxer. We haven't seen his ground game. Obviously, fighting Cater, we're not going to see his ground game. Cater's very, very good, but I, I would, I'm thinking Chikese, this is going to be a coming out party for him. Now, getting back to that gone new Gano card, you mentioned Moreno versus Figueroa. There is another interesting fight, too. Alexi Oyanek is taking on Greg Hardy on that card. What an interesting fight. Hardy has really kind of busted at this point, I feel like, as Yossi Ron. That being said, Oyanek always seems to like win fights you don't expect him to, but this seems like a bad matchup for Alexi. Like, I, I agree. Hardy's explosive and young. And, and powerful. Yeah, Alexi just is like the tin man out there. He's old, weathered, slow. I just see him getting knocked out. But if he gets his hands on Greg and can somehow not, you know, Hardy's so explosive. I think, you know, he could explode out of most things that Alexi tries to put on him. But if right. it goes to the ground and Alexi gets on top of him or starts hugging him, sure. he's going to sleep because he has no no technical way to get out of anything. No, not at all. Yes, one that has definitely been the big weak link with this guy is his cardio and his ground game. Absolutely. Yeah. But in the meantime, next week, we'll be talking about greatest boxers of the 80s. That's right. Get those lists in. That's right. <laughs> and I think that'll do it for this week, guys. We lived along, man. I'm a little sick. Chevy's got a new job, but we're going to get control of this, and we'll be back with more exciting fight talk. That's right. All right, thank you, and we will see you at the fights. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please... Continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.